your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, we prime you for tonight's game in Dallas against the Stars. VGK is trailing Dallas by three points with three games remaining for the final wild card spot. Now, here's our crossover edition with Dane Lewis of Locked On Stars. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. This is Dane Lewis, host of the Locked On Stars podcast, joined now by the host of the Locked On Vegas Golden Knights podcast, Tony Cordasco and Chris Gallick. Guys, how are we doing today? Super. Uh, never a dull day. Never ever. Right, Chris? Never a dull not day. Good, not good. Not good. Call what it is. I'm devastated. The, the, the duality <laughs> of the what? answers. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, uh, about a loss? What? About Robin Leonard Lee? You know, I was getting, thinking, uh, no, it was, the, that was about the anniversary of not a major. Something else happened yesterday? <laughs> Historic well, day. I mean, you, you know, uh, the, uh, the Sharks might have knocked VGK out of the playoffs sure. Very history around here. And now we have Robin Leonard. We can just get into it, you know, uh, about Robin Leonard. And then they, uh, finally we find out officially that he will undergo surgery. This is not for a knee injury. That's coming probably later, right? So he has the shoulder injury. And Frank Saravelli said back in February, torn labrum. That's right, right there in that shoulder area. That's, that is. And. We know that Robin Leonard had denied that up and down. And right now, Leonard is out of the picture. He's done for the season. This is Logan Thompson's team. It's just been so, so crazy. There's just been, to be honest with you, so many lies here. I mean, we had Emily Kaplan first come out. She reported, you know, that Robin Leonard's uh, season would be done last Friday due to surgery. First, they said the knee and a comedy of errors ensues and act and Pete denies everything. He is like a Sergeant Schultz on Hogan's. I mean, that's what he's been like. And, you know, them say that uh, they come up with the race. They say on the ice, he was there on site uh, when VGK lost to uh, out there in warm-ups, the back of when VGK lost to Sam. We've had Elliot Friedman. He had recapped it. I think everything is just kind of spilled over for Robin Leonard. It's both emotional and physical. He just got tired of being criticized, I think, by Pete DeBoer. And then, you know, he even said, uh, uh, you know, he said that right before the, uh, I mean, after the Washington game, when they started him, they started Leonard, and then they yanked him. Pete DeBoer even said, you know, here was a guy that was healthy and fresh. So the lack of lies, we don't know what to believe. But finally, once and for all, oh, yeah. And let's not forget, on Sunday, Pete DeBoer and uh, V's kind of mum, but they said afterwards, as we found out on Monday, that it was salary cap implication. That's why they dressed Robin Leonard on Sunday. It's so confusing right now. And this is just an organization that just keeps lying. And I could tell why so many teams, so many fan bases, not like the Golden Knights. You can just see right through it. This is like, it's a big joke. I think it's a clown show around the National Hockey League. 
yeah you you mentioned all that and you know you throw in i mean you you have the whole like uh Dodonov debacle with the trade deadline how much do you guys think that you know all these just insane storylines have affected this season i feel like and, and even like you go back to november i mean the jack eichel news i mean he didn't play immediately but how much do you think just vegas being in the the media spotlight so much this season has maybe affected the the turnout on the ice do you think that's had any impact or, or not really at all i'll fire off for a little bit um since day one vgk has been in the spotlights so I don't think the attention is anything new per se, but this is a new level of attention, starting with Marc-Andre Fleury in the offseason, and then Jack Eichel, and then all the injuries, and then all of the um, salary cap roulette. Although me and Tony have mentioned on our show so many times, our leadership says we have no salary cap issues or anything like that, which obviously um, we don't necessarily agree with that statement. Everything with Robin Leonard over the last week, that has taken a toll. That's taken a great toll. And I don't understand all of the salary cap things and how all of that works necessarily. I know we have a number. We have to stay below it. If someone's on LTIR, it doesn't count. And you kind of go from there. I don't know how this weekend matters to Robin Leonard. Oh, well, you just play the weekend out and then we'll put you on IR. Then, then you can do your thing on Monday. I don't understand how that works. That's not a good look for the organization. His health is what matters, and if he's not healthy enough to play, if he doesn't feel he's healthy enough to play, but the team wants to put you out there, it's 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 been a strange three weeks. It's been a strange four days. It's been a strange five years in Southern Nevada. So why not, right? Why not? Yeah, just yeah, absolutely chaotic. And I know, like you said, I mean, uh, the, the whole league just watching all of this unfold and. You know, certainly drawing a lot of criticism. And then even just last night, I mean, NHL Twitter is always a mess, but uh, the results of last night's game definitely putting that on steroids. But kind of, you know, flipping the, the, the script to maybe a little bit more positivity and what you guys think that this team can be capable of to overcome these odds. Who has kind of been, you know, the guy for this team that, it, you know, on the ice, the, the, the leader with all the injuries? Uh, I mean, you look at statistically, I mean, you have Marsha Salt up there, Stevenson. Theodore kind of leading the way with points, but for, for either of you guys, or, you know, you're both welcome to answer who in your eyes has just been maybe, maybe a glue guy trying to, to hold things together as best they can and could potentially help give this team a little bit of edge over the stars and uh, maybe try to will this team to the postseason. I'll let Tony say Chandler Stevenson first. Say, Go ahead. I'm going to say Chandler <laughs> Stevenson, valuable player on this team. He was at the mid season point. He is now he's today. He's uh, just the mystery. Uh, consistency for the Golden Knights. And uh, again, Jack Eichel. Oh, Jack Eichel, we have to talk about him. Now scoreless in his last four games. But Eichel, when you watch him live in Emerson, he is by for the Golden Knights, the, the best skater, the better on the ice. And Chris and I have been going back and forth and just a lot on our podcast about the fact that no one can match up with Jack Eichel on this Golden Knights team. There's no one that could skate as fast as him. He throws pass repeatedly in front of the net. No one's diving down. It always rolls off their stick. Always have issues. He is by the best player with this team. And then, you know, Chris and I were going to address this today. And, Chris, I also had some feeding out about yescast because we talked a little bit about the mannerisms of Jack Eichel. Not seem like a team guy. He's not communicating out there. I watch him really close. 
Lee. He's not talking to the players. Hillary will take a look screen and uh, review plays and everything else on his little tablet. And, you know, he doesn't really talk to the other players' team. I just think he's in a silo right now. And they have to fix that, you know. But I would have to say Chandler Stevenson's probably number one and one A is Eichel. Obviously, Eichel's just the best player. And God forbid, once he gets started, if he gets star, superstar, and he's come back all the way from those. And he's just a remarkable player, to be quite honest with you. And then, you know, you still have the captain, Mark Stone, who missed an empty net in the game that could have salted it away against San Jose. And VGK also failed on the power play. Could you imagine? In OT, they had advantage. They did nothing with it. They asked Stink on the power play. Uh, but Chris could could be stepping up at this point. Marcheseau has had a very solid year. He's been our um, not so silent leader. Could easily uh, wear the captain when Mark Stone isn't around. Marcheseau is someone who has stepped up at times. He's scored big goals for the team. He is that locker room guy that will step up and say something. He's, I think he's taken Mark Andre Fleury's. Um, joker role if you will you know a class clown sort of sort of thing he's going to be the first one to rough you up and practice a little bit and buzz a puck by you and just be the one to try and keep things loose a uh, big fan of alec martinez even though he missed so much of the season with that just terrible injury um but alec martinez is a great guy to have out there at any given point theodore is finally you know coming around and um showing his uh colors and what he's capable of right now um, but I'm stuck on, I'm stuck on March or so if that's the bright spot for me and Logan Thompson too. I mean, without Logan Thompson and what he has done over the last, um, you know, month or so now, we're not even probably having this discussion about this game. Cause it's not a big game for us at this point. Yeah, certainly and all I would have big, to say one other thing, you know, yeah, no, go ahead. Please do. Yeah. One other addition though, you know, we were talking about maybe selfishness on the part of Eichel being in his silo and all that but when logan tom lost to the san jose sharks is devastated face down on the ice the first person to come over to lift him up was jack eichel we have a visitor this is christopher everybody he listens to our podcast every day tony <laughs> gotta love the loyal listeners out there always uh always always a pleasure to have them stop by <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll continue to talk about this matchup and some of the, the key players, certainly a lot of key guys named by you guys just now for the VGK. And we'll talk about the star side of things after we say a quick thank you to one of the sponsors of today's episode, and that is, of course, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and some seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to. Change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the HelloFresh app. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use the code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Hello Fresh, America's number one meal kit. 
Well, we're jumping back into today's crossover episode between Locked On Stars and Locked On Vegas Golden Knights. And we're flipping the script here in the second half of the show, uh, opening up the floor to Tony and Krista to ask me some stars questions going into uh, this huge matchup with a lot of playoff implications. So fire away, Chris and Tony. Uh, Tony, let me fire one right now. This uh, isn't necessarily related to um, tonight's game, but this is an article I wrote about this um, a while back, but I found this in 2019. Uh, Matthew DeFranks wrote this for uh, the Dallas um, Dallas Morning News, and it was talking about Ryan Reeves. I, I find this very interesting. Ryan Reeves just had a big game. He knocked Cagliano out of the game. Uh, at the time, Matthias Yanmark was a member of the Stars, and he ran Yanmark pretty good. So Roman Polak, this is his quote. Before the game, I talked to the guys. Just be aware when he's out there and talk. He's good at what he does. And then um, furthermore, he told Hiskinen before the game, if he's going to dump it in the in your corner, just let him go there. It's not worth it to get hit by Reeves. And then Ben Bishop uh, added his huge body out there, middle linebacker on skates, all that stuff. So I guess my first question is, what is the perception of not necessarily just Ryan Reeves, but physical players like that in Dallas? Yeah, that's that's a great question and uh, certainly one that I'm excited to answer and talk about a little bit. Um, it's a, a unique question that I feel like I haven't got to cover a whole lot on this show, and it kind of depends on what angle you go out as far as when you ask about that feeling for Dallas, because I think for the fans, it, at least in my experience, and even being a, a Dallas Stars fan myself before hosting this podcast, I, I think that we can be so like short-minded when it comes to remembering you know players that we really don't like unless it's someone that like really rubs us the wrong way uh and yeah I, that's that's sports in general i mean not just hockey not just for the dallas stars so i, I feel like with the guy like reeves I, I feel like you know once he comes back into the building or his name gets said on the you know over the speaker system everyone's like oh yeah it's ryan reeves and you know <laughs> he's done x y and z or uh and so i feel like as far as fans there's probably a little bit of you know maybe i don't hatred seems like maybe too strong a word but you know some uh some disregard i guess for him and i'm sure for the players as far as you know whether it's reeves or any other physical player out there i think just with the style of hockey that the stars typically play which is pretty defensive minded and can be pretty physical they, they probably aren't like necessarily like happy about it but i don't think that they're too intimidated by it uh and especially you know led a team led by a guy like jamie ben uh you know a guy who who's never afraid of a fight always you know down well, to you, drop you don't want him in the box, though, either. You, you don't you don't but uh, i mean jamie's a guy that's not afraid to drop the gloves but i mean we have you know roddick fox is a big physical guy who's been on the checking line all season for the stars yanni hawkenpaws like six seven six eight and he got added to the roster this season uh, i mean so there's a lot of big physical guys that you know uh, that don't back down from from too much physical pressure and so uh, i mean that's just how dallas stars hockey's been really for a while now but especially ever since jamie been kind of took over as captain and we've had this this era of Tyler Sagan and even Alexander Radulov, John Klingberg, those guys that have been namestays for a little bit. And, you know, I, I think that that's starting to carry over a little bit, even into the younger generation as well on this team. Interesting. So uh, let's talk about goal ending, you know, for the Dallas at the start of the season. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but it was Braden Holtby, it was Tan Hudobin, Jake Ottinger, I think, was still in the minors, right? Ben Bishop, yes. I know when we spoke earlier. Earlier, earlier in the season, we talked about him an injury. Scott Wedgwood uh, was still back, yes, at the start of the season. How have things shaken out now with the goaltending situation? And will we see Jake Ottinger? Is that the call for the game on Tuesday night? 
Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And, and my listeners know that I'm historically bad at predicting who's going to start in net for the Stars. So and it's we. really it's really a toss up. I think you know it could easily be Jake Ottinger, but I think Scott we Woodward has now. done a lot. That, that's There's that's true. So I guess it's pretty here. easy so for you guys. Easy for us now. <laughs> easy for you guys the rest of the way. But for yeah, for the Stars, it's been a, a wild season in in the crease for this team since training camp. Uh, like you said, Holtzby and Hugh Dobin were the guys at the start of the year, and we we thought that Ben Bishop was going to come back and maybe be a, a a former version of himself, but it just wasn't meant to be. And uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of injuries had, had stockpiled and ended his career early. But yeah, Jake Ottinger is, has you know kind of taken the reins of this team and proven to be a a really good goalie who is probably still not even at his peak yet. I mean, he's twenty two years old and you know still kind of figuring things out. But Scott Wedgwood has really come in and you know, given a, a little bit of a spark to this team. I, he's been, I think everyone thought that he was going to be good because he had pretty decent numbers playing on a, a Coyotes team that has just been really bad all year, especially defensively. Um, so it was like, okay, but what can he do with a team like the Stars who have, a you know, a better defense and, uh, you know, an inconsistent offense, but an offense that at times can put up uh, some pretty big numbers, uh, you know, in, in some pretty big spots. So, but he's really come in and been a breath of fresh air for this team. And there, there's some people that would say that he's probably the number one guy on the roster and Ottinger might be the two, but it, it just fluctuates. I mean, Ottinger's still playing well, but Wedgwood almost seems to have, you know, more saves in him and he tends to get more shots on goal thrown his way. I think uh, I'm trying to remember now who we played, but someone put 50 shots on goal on the stars the other night with Wedgwood in net. And I, I think it might've been Edmonton. It was somewhere on, on our uh, last road trip of the season uh, up in Western Canada. So He's he's done well, and I, I don't really know who it's going to be. I would guess it would be Wedgwood. Uh, Ottinger started on Saturday against the Kraken and, and did pretty well, all things considered, and got the win. But I mean, both guys are going to be fresh, and I, I'm pretty confident in whoever they put in net. And I think the the fans are, I think the players are, and the coaching staff will be as well because both guys have have proven to be efficient goaltenders down the stretch this season. Do the stars now? What about their? Go ahead, Tony. The top line. I was just going to. Ask they've accounted for top lines accounted for what 43 the scoring with uh, Rupe Hints and uh, Robertson and Pavelski right 43 percent scoring I, I believe so and if it's not that exact number it's very close I mean they've been I mean without this top line this team is at the bottom of the NHL uh, no no fans or buts about it I mean there's been glimpses of secondary scoring but yeah this top line is the the heart and soul of this team like and th those three names that you just said I mean it's it's crazy what we've seen. I mean, Joe Pavelski is, I, I think, one point away from tying his career high, and he's 37 years old, and uh, many would think, you know, that's the twilight of your career, but he's leading the team in points, you know, 27 goals on the season, and Jason Robertson is two goals shy of being a 40-goal scorer, and that, the, only other, the only other three stars to have done that for the whole organization are Madonna, Sagan, and Ben, so that's a, a, a pretty prestigious list as far as, you know, Dallas stars uh, lore goes, and then Rope Hintz is, uh, had his best season by far. I mean, he's been a a good player for this team in in his early goings of this of his career. But th this has been you know his kind of his breakout season. I think for the rest of the NHL. I think Stars fans knew how good he was. Uh, maybe some teams in the Central Division that he had burned a few times knew the potential he had. But you know, a seventy point guy. He's also three goals shy of a, a forty goals. So not too unrealistic to believe that Jason Robertson and Rope Hints could be. Uh, 40 goal guys by the end of the season and I expect them to play a, a big role in Tuesday night's game as well as Joe Pavelski so let me give you two quick ones one if the Golden Knights are able to shut down the top line 
who are the players that will factor besides the goaltending in the in the decision of the game? And the second mm-hmm. question, not necessarily about tomorrow's game, but an outsider's perspective, why does the hockey world outside of Southern Nevada uh, hate the Golden Knights? Yeah, I'll, uh, I guess I can answer. I'll, I'll go ahead and answer the first question first. I'll just go in order and, uh, you know, kind of think through the second one as I answer the first one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as far as you know, the secondary options, if the top line is shut down, uh, it's a it's a question that's had a varying answer throughout the season. I mean, Tyler Sagan has kind of found a, a little bit of new life in the second half of the season. He had a little bit of a rough start to the year. He was coming off off season or surgery, uh, yeah, off season surgery, and you know that pretty much injuries that he had sustained even back in the the Cup run in 2020 for the Stars. And you know he's now in his early 30s. And Jamie Ben, uh, I believe fifth on the team in points right now has done a little bit better in the second half of the season, but still not quite putting up the numbers we've wanted to see for him this season. But the, the big X factor, I think, in this game for the Stars, besides that top line, will be the play from the defenseman on the offensive side of the ice. That's also been lacking this year. Um, John Klingberg has found a little bit of, of new life here in the last month or so, uh, contributing a lot more really ever since the trade deadline. Um, and then Miro Haskinen was kind of having a down year as well and then got mononucleosis and was knocked out for a while, but he's back. And on the defensive side, he's all he's cracked up to be uh, this season. But offensively, he's been a little bit lacking, only four goals, only 30 assists. So it's going to really come down to those guys, as well as the kind of the secondary defenseman, Ryan Suter, uh, who's you know getting up there in age, but is going to be a Dallas star for at least the next four seasons. And Essel and Dell, uh, Yanni Hockenpah, who I mentioned, is still a young guy, but new to this roster. But he's been a he's been a pretty key player for this Stars team. He's played, I think, just about every game this season and you know, been a, a guy that doesn't get a lot of goals or assists, but just a big body that can uh, that can check pretty much anyone on the ice. And so that's really going to be the the X factor there. And then to, to answer the second question, <laughs> I really the thing that comes to my mind, and I, I feel like on my end, I mean, I can't speak for all stars fans or all NHL fans, but I haven't really ever held too much animosity outside of you know the the Western Conference Finals. I don't even think it was rooted out of hatred it was just hey we want to win this series and go to the stanley cup you know no that, that uh, was a fair series it wasn't wasn't terribly physical like there it, yeah. it was a good series i mean good, good job yeah. stars there was nothing wrong with that at all yeah and as far as i know i don't think there's a whole lot of bad blood between these teams i know anytime i talk to a you know one of the locked on hosts of a pacific team they're like oh we want to see the vegas golden knights you know fall and i know the the guys over at locked on sharks were just having the, the time of their they're always having a good time but <laughs> I know those guys were were eating it up it last great. time. No, great rivalry. Yeah, yeah. To, I, I, to, I, you know, with everyone between all of us. Right, right. That's yeah. At least on our end, I know it's friendly, and so I, it's probably just one of those things where it's like you guys were new to the NHL and had, I mean, one of the best starts you can have as an expansion team. I mean, you went to the the Cup final and what won won a game or two against the Capitals, and you game know, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you 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 stole a game from right. from the Caps, and I, I mean that's just about as good of a start as you can have. I think the if the Kraken had done the same thing, I think that they'd be in a, a pretty similar situation. But they're they're about on the opposite end of the spectrum as far as expansion teams go. So I think that factors in a little bit as well. I mean, you have the the new kid on the block who, and I I mean you had, I don't think VGK's missed a postseason either. I mean, if they miss this year, I think it's the first time since the the franchise has started time. that you know you'd yep. miss out on the postseason. So. There's there's probably a handful of teams that haven't been to the postseason since the Golden Knights have existed, and you know uh, it's I guess a little bit of unfair in their eyes. But that that that's my answer on there, and I'm sure if you ask any hockey fan, you get a a varying answer. Of course, that that was pretty PG. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, we like to to keep things PG here on on the Lockdown Podcast Network. But we'll continue to talk about this game and uh, all the implications and you know the the playoff importance of this matchup after another quick break and after we say thank you to Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer, and they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything that you could possibly need for your car or truck, including brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. Welcome back. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. And now we return to the crossover edition of today's episode with Dane Lewis of Lockdown Stars. And we're closing out today's crossover episode between Lockdown Stars and Lockdown Vegas Golden Knights. And I mean, we've we've said it all show, and I mean, if you've been listening to the show and you're a Stars fan or a Golden Knights fan or even just a, a general NHL fan who's interested in the playoff race, you know how big the implications are tonight. If the Stars get a regulation win, they are all but in the playoffs, and uh, you know th- that means the Golden Knights are out. But if the Golden Knights win, their their hopes for the postseason are very much alive, and the look for the Stars looks a little bit bleaker. And uh, Tony and Chris, how do you guys? see this one shaping out uh, as far as the Vegas Golden Knights go do you think they have it in them to to rally and get this win in Dallas me me personally I still think this team is way down thought that the loss to San Jose was devastating and the fourth line played very well William A came back and added some life along with Wah and Colasar Colasar knocked out of that game period on Sunday night so we don't know if he'll be back uh, percent healthy if he is if he does return uh, the fourth line and and that's the luxuries now of being healthy or has been for VGK is rolling we'll see how things shake out there uh, but to me I just think this team mentally they just seem not to be their biggest issues with Pete DeBoer this entire season Chris and I have talked about this repeatedly is that for some reason they don't get motivated and they also play to the same level as their opponent. So they'll lose to some of the really bad teams, some of the poor teams, lost twice to Philadelphia this season. Uh, Philadelphia came off that 10-game losing streak, and they lost here at home. And so they, I just don't think they have it. I don't think that they're together. I don't think that there's enough chemistry on this team. And if Alice doesn't get them, I am so afraid and concerned about the game the following night. It's a back-to-back play in Chicago, and you have one goalie now. Yeri Patera's been down to the AHL, and he's not, Chris, you can attest, he's not even the best goalie that they have down there. And if if they need to turn to him, what happens there? I just don't think that they are in the right mental state now. And as Mark Stone said the other night, that it was not a distraction with everything going on with him. It's a major distraction. It's an absolute major 
distraction with his team, and they're just going to be gassed. They might run out of gas in this game, and I'm going to take Dallas 4-3, to 4 Chris? No, everything is fair, you said, Tony. Um, local sports books have us around minus 800 to miss the playoffs. So you have to wait. If you want to win $100 on that bet, you have to lay $800. So the, the books don't have a whole lot of faith, number one, in the Golden Knights making the playoffs. But, I mean, I was interacting with the Golden Knights fan in one of the uh, infamous uh, Facebook groups out here. And if the Golden Knights do win uh, in Dallas in regulation – then Dallas has to lose one of their two remaining home games. Um, Arizona and Anaheim are their final two opponents. Seems crazy they would lose to one of those teams at home, doesn't it? It seems absolutely crazy. Like as crazy as the Flyers coming in and kicking our butts at home ice after a 10-game losing streak. As crazy as the Devils coming in and beating us on home ice. As crazy as um, last night with what happened with the Sharks. So sports are fun. They're crazy. They're so unpredictable. And I mentioned this last night. This is fun right now. It's it's unfortunate that we're in this spot, but it's fun. It's entertaining. It's exciting. This is the craziest um, of our five seasons that the Golden Knights have ever had. And, then, and that includes when we went to the Stanley Cup final in season two with not a major and everything. So, yes, we can still make the playoffs. The odds are long. Minus 800 not to make the playoffs is a fair number, in my opinion. But still got each team's got to play three more games still, one against each other. It's not out of the realm of possibility yet, but it's close. Yeah, this season's been chaotic, and the Stars also, uh, you know, on the night one of a back-to-back in this Tuesday matchup, like you said, Arizona and Anaheim, a little bit different than having to travel to Chicago, and then St. Louis for for the VGK on Friday, uh, always a tough matchup to win uh, against the Blues when they're on home ice, but yeah, going to be, you know, really interesting to see how it shapes out, and uh yeah, I mean, like you said, sports are unpredictable, and it, it, it's crazy. I mean, you would think that the Stars win at least one of, if not both, those games against the Coyotes and Ducks, but the Stars lost on home ice to Montreal. They lost both games to Ottawa this season. Uh, they've lost to Arizona. It was a road game, but still uh, back when Scott Wedgwood was still there, and he made the Stars look silly. So it, it's not out of the realm of the possibility for the Stars to to choke away um, this opportunity. They, they also tend to play down to their competition. Um, even beating some of the bad teams, they... They, they played way too close. And I know you guys also suffered from this as well, but we lost to New Jersey at home. Uh, I think we could have leapfrogged Nashville and actually distanced ourselves a little bit more in the playoff race and uh, squandered that opportunity. So I know we can we can all three relate on that, uh, that, that pain, I guess, of losing to New Jersey at home. But yeah, it, it's going to be... Quite a ride, and I expect this game to be, you know, very reminiscent of a of a playoff game. Oh, I guess we'll get the atmosphere at the the American Airlines Center that we probably would have gotten had we been able to have crowds back in 2020 for the Western Conference Finals. I I imagine it'll be a sellout, a lot of you know craziness and shenanigans in the stands, but probably <laughs> some physicality on the ice. And I mean, I, we said that not really a rivalry between these teams now, but this is kind of one of those games that can maybe produce something, whether it's uh, you know some an injury, which I hope no one gets injured on either side. I mean, just injuries are the worst in sports, but you know, a hit or a fight. I mean, this is kind of the the, the setting for maybe some some beef to be born, if you will. Uh, so I'm excited to see what this game has, and yeah, I, I, I of course think the Stars can win, but I know Vegas has had Dallas's number this season in two pretty close games, and. That first one early back in the season in Dallas, the the Stars blew a little bit of a lead. So mm-hmm. going to be, you know, time will only tell. And it's this is a hard game to predict, but I think it'll be exciting from the first puck drop all the way to the end uh, of regulation and even potentially overtime. I know that even an overtime loss, I think, still keeps 
uh, the stars out of the playoffs as far as point differential goes. Yeah. And, you know, one, one, just one final thing here. I think that, you know, towards the end, uh, Dallas, you're going to have two teams just going to throw games because they hate VGK so much, you know, with, with uh, Arizona <laughs> and with Anaheim. They're just going to throw the teams. Let's face it. They're just going to throw the games. I'm just telling you right now, straight nah, up. Tony, come on. <laughs> we got, it could be a dumpster fire in a row night. It could be something crazy like a, <clears throat> pardon me, it could be something crazy like a six to five game. Just each team has a two, maybe a three goal lead at some points. Um, if I got to make a prediction, six, five Vegas, just because I feel like if I said anything otherwise, it wouldn't be good. Um, and hopefully maybe like the fourth line, you know, uh, William Carrier and Nick Wah kind of, uh, carry things. What do you think it's going to be? What do you, what do you think up there and over there in Dallas? What's, what's your prediction for the score? Yeah, I, I think I'll go, I'll go five, three stars. And I think they get that fifth on a, on an empty netter. Um, most likely, I don't think that they're going to win by more than one goal if they we do. We can't hit an empty netter. So, so that's pretty fair. We, we, we sometimes can't either. So if we do get one, it'll probably be after three or four icing icing calls and uh you know it'll be some you know bottom line defenseman who scores it from the back corner off a off a face-off win so some that that's kind of been the the way that the stars have rolled late in games but you know i'm excited to see how it folds out and i'm glad that we got to do this crossover thank you guys for uh, for hopping on and talking hockey with me it was a good time i liked it thanks dane thanks again to dane lewis of locked on stars and thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you to become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tony Cardasco for Chris Golick. We'll see you once again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.